0: The stars at night are big and bright.
1: Deep in the heart of hockey, yay! We got it
0: really well. No, I'm lying. Now it's working on updates. <laughs>
1: oh my God, this so, is ridiculous. I'm Carolyn,
0: <laughs> and I'm Marin,
1: and this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. Uh, Marin is on her phone tonight because her computer refuses to work properly
0: it I mean so it's like three years old at this point and I only paid like literally scraping the bottom of the basement barrel prices for it so I'm not surprised that it's doing this but it is kind of annoying me so I'm on my other computer which is actually a desktop oh okay not on the phone i mean no sorry i am chatting with you on the phone i have our google doc pulled up on my other computer which has speakers because my monitor is a tv but no
1: mic ah okay well i am like usual podcasting from my bed because i don't have a desk yet oh i'm in the corner of my room at my desk (laughs) (laughs) well uh should we get into it we have a lot to talk about to this week we
0: do have a whole, whole shiitake mushroom ton of t- stuff to talk about,
1: so yeah, <laughs> let's get right into it. Uh, so the Stars, uh, they went on a road trip since the last time we podcasted, and uh, they went two and three on that road trip, and frankly, they probably shouldn't have even won those two games.
0: I know, I see that you put sudden in, in quotes, because... <laughs> The stars have been playing pretty shittily. The I mean, like, like, sorry. I guess they haven't been playing shittily, but like that I reviewed the not the the most recent game, but the one before that. Not reviewed, recapped it, and like I watched literally every moment of that game, and I still cannot believe that we won it. <laughs> like, I still cannot believe that the Canucks didn't score like eighteen times. I mean that was a shitter of a game it was a
1: shiitake of a game
0: it was a shiitake mushroom of a game (laughs) man Uh, hey let's get rid of our (laughs) m for mature rating one ridiculous euphemism at a time
1: (laughs) so speaking of i watched the good place on the recommendation of several friends oh my
0: gosh (laughs) is that show not the best it's super cute Oh my god, I love it so much. My sister, uh my sister-in-law, and I watch it together on Wednesdays, and I like laugh hysterically all the time. I also, ha-
1: where are you in the show? I'm only through season one. I've been watching it on Netflix.
0: Okay, so you've but you've
1: gotten to the end of season one. Yeah,
0: because I did not actually see that plot twist coming.
1: Oh no! Oh no! That was like out out of the blue. Like, <laughs> I. S- as, as soon as she said it, I was like, yes, but then I was like, oh my god. But like, I totally had no idea.
0: I want to go back and watch the beginning again just to be like, were there hints before this? Or was it just like, I don't, yeah, it was intense. I was just like, I cannot, I cannot believe they just pulled that on me because they totally pulled that
1: on me. I had no idea things you should watch instead of some of the recent stars games just so you know i mean
0: i'm just (laughs) saying you can have the stars game on in the background as long as most of your attention is on the good place because yesterday i watched the game while reading a book and let me tell you (laughs) it really wasn't that bad when you're doing something else while the stars are imploding in front of you
1: yeah i mean i think my thing with this whole like I can't believe the stars are bad now. It's like, we saw the signs. Like, the first sign was scratching Honka. And we'll get to that in a second. But we like, will get to that in a second. But the first sign was scratching Honka, because the whole point of of having, like, Klingberg and Honka and... Oh, my God.
0: I picked her up because she, like, jumped up on my lap. <laughs> oh.
1: If I had to make like audio <laughs> drops, I would like cut that and save it, and then just insert it into the conversation randomly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Julia would like that. <laughs>
1: that would be like our like our like free honka noise, like our like, <laughs> when honka gets scratched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so to, if we're being like one hundred and ten percent honest, though, so, like I saw this coming back in training camp when like Hitch had all of those lovely nice things to say
1: about Alexia. Oh, who like, didn't? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, people didn't. I'm. I'm. Yes, people did not see that coming, but it totally was was telegraphed, and frankly, like, but like it was it was seeing it telegraphed and then seeing it play out. It's like how, who never who didn't see that coming because like the point of like what could make us good this year was a new better defensive structure, which Hitches had done a good job implementing, but then also pairing that with the fast transition game that the stars are really good at and so like right Mm -hmm. now what we've got is one but not the other right and having two puck moving defensemen is pretty key to having a good fast transition game yep and so like and and also by putting alexiak in the lineup which granted he wasn't last night against winnipeg because today is friday so just to put some context on there uh oh my god i didn't even say it is uh november 3rd oh and this is our 59th <laughs> episode
0: <laughs> this is our 59th podcast. Woo! <laughs> oh uh, my god i didn't realize we'd forgotten to do that <laughs> that's hilarious
1: but yeah what? so like you could see like Lindell or lindell was having a good season now that he's rightfully changed his name and back to what it should have been the whole time and like He's having that good season playing on the left, which is what his natural position is, with either Honka or Klingberg. And then all of a sudden he gets stuck on the right with Jamie Alexiak. And, I mean, Stephen Johns went out with a concussion. Like, there's nothing you can really do about that, right? Like, somebody was going to come in. No. But to have Honka be the person come out made no sense. None.
0: I'm still livid about it. You know what I'm mostly let's let's move on to number two because I have some things to say about Honka.
1: <laughs> All right, Thanks. let's do it. Hashtag free Honka.
0: Because where I feel like I'm the most <laughs> Did you think make a horn though?
1: No, I made a cat noise. Oh <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: um the thing I think I'm the most mad about is the fact that, like, and I know that Mike Heike is just reporting what he hears, and that he is not himself expecting this necessarily. But his reasoning, or his the reason that he gave for Honka being the one sent down to the AHL and Alexiak sticking around, is that for some reason Nil and Hitch and other people in the organization seem to think that Alexiak is on the edge of some kind of breakthrough, and I just don't get it. I, I understand that they have a lot more like experience with hockey than I do, like I get that maybe there is something there I'm just not seeing, but I freaking doubt it, and I just don't understand it.
1: I mean yes, they have watched a lot more hockey than I either one of us. They've watched more hockey than both, both of us can find, yeah. But also, like, at the same time, it's not like I've watched an insignificant amount of hockey. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we know what a good defenseman looks like. We know what even a good defensive defenseman looks like, because I have not been unhappy with Mark Mathot.
0: No. And I've actually been very pleased with Mark Mathot.
1: Like, I don't see those same things in him that make Mark Mathot good. You know what I mean? And it's it's consistent. Every time he plays, he makes a boneheaded mistake. And it is literally a boneheaded mistake. It's not like him not having a skill. It's not like him being able to, like, do something or whatever. It's literally just a bad mental decision every single time. And I can't, I can't even deal with it. No, Merit, I can't even deal with it.
0: No. Nope, me neither.
1: And like it's really vexing. And then the decision to play Greg Patterson over Julius Honka. And like at first, I was willing yeah. to—I was totally willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he hadn't played a single game this year. Last year he played like eight games or something like that for the Stars. Like it was very small, small sample sizes in Dallas, and then still hadn't ever played under Hitch until he got into that very first game. And, like, I think his first game was against the Oilers. I might be wrong about that. But I remember Razor saying, like, he plays such a simple game, and, like, he's doing the simple things, which is what you need to do when you haven't been in the lineup for a while. And I'm like, okay, I can respect that. The Oilers did run all over Dallas. And that was... Entirely. And that was not just Dallas playing poorly. That was the Oilers playing well. But, I mean, both teams were making stupid mistakes. But, like... (laughs) dallas wasn't playing at five on five they were playing only special teams and um so i was like okay i'm not like super impressed with this guy but we'll see what happens right like it's only his first game back it's fine but like since then he has literally been dallas's worst defensive defender by the numbers literally worse than jamie alexiak
0: and yet he's still playing and Hanka got sent back down to the AHL.
1: And the thing that I really like I felt kind of bad because you could tell that the beat reporters were all like trying to spin this situation as much as like or they were they were saying the party line like they weren't trying to spin anything really. They were just talking about what they the talking points they had been given.
0: Mm -hmm. And it was like,
1: well, he needs playing time. Julius Honka needs playing time. And I'm like, yes, Julius Honka needs playing time. But not in the AHL. That is not the point. Mm -mm. Like, what is he going to learn there? What is he going to learn there? He's going to learn how to play Derek Blackstall's system? Right? Yeah.
0: That seems to be completely beside... Like,
1: it's fruitless.
0: Like, he knows... He knows the AHL system. He needs the NHL. But, I mean... I would go at like to, I have not done this like out loud yet, but I would like to like throw a big, I fucking told you so out there to all of the people that yelled at me at the beginning of the season. (laughs) Because here we have Yulia Sanka in the AHL again. And Mm -hmm. what did I fucking say would happen?
1: Mm -hmm. And the other thing that really bothers me is it's like, this is what I was going to say about Alexiak. It's not that I you know I don't think that it is honestly that they believe he is really really close to a big breakthrough or if they are saying that and they honestly mean it I think it's like a mental fallacy that they're they're it's just, they're psyching themselves into it and I think mm-hmm. that's because they have this they don't have a good grasp on the sunk cost fallacy because the sunk cost fallacy basically says that once you have paid for something, it's not like, you can get that money back. Right? Like, most of them mm-hmm. They've already spent their first round pick on Jamie Alexiak. They are never getting that first round pick back. So the fact that he was a first round pick shouldn't be influencing the ability, like, shouldn't be influencing how much willingness they have, how much leash they're giving him. Because they wouldn't, they're not giving that leash to anybody else, right? And... Yet it is. Like, they're letting that first-rounder status, like, let them make bad decisions for the team.
0: I mean, that's basically what they did with Jack Campbell for a million years.
1: Right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they're they're playing right into the sunk cost fallacy. Like, just because he was drafted in the first round does not make him any better than any other defender now that the draft is over. Nope. The only thing that makes you any better than any other defender is being a better defender.
0: And he is not a better defender than literally anybody we have on our team.
1: He might be better than Greg Patterson.
0: I mean, okay, maybe he's better <laughs> than Greg Patterson, but that still doesn't mean that Haka should be in the NHL. NH- no, that
1: still puts him seventhly, it, it, it's Seventhly, that still puts him squarely in the seventh D position. Like, yeah. Because there are eight of them.
0: That is true.
1: But, I mean, I guess there's one good thing that we saw recently, because Martin Hansel is out, which, if you're having your I told you so moment, this is my I told you so moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can, feel free to do a little dance,
1: because I definitely did in my chair. Um, Martin Hansel has one point, it was an empty net goal if I remember correctly, one point, 13 games, one point, 13 games, actually 11 games. You know why it's 11 games? Because the man gets motherfucking hurt. If he continues at the same playing at the same pace that he has been playing, which is eleven out of thirteen, eleven out of thirteen games, he will only net sixty nine games this year. Um, nice. Aside from being nice, is two less than he did last year, and it looks like he may be out next game as well. So that would hit him at 11 out of 14 games, and I can do the really quick math on that. Oh my god, what was that? I burped. (laughs) Don't burp on the podcast.
0: When have I not burped on the podcast? Okay,
1: fair enough. They they know what we're about.
0: They they know what they got into when they clicked (laughs) to listen to this podcast. This is episode 59.
1: Uh, if, if he doesn't play next game, he will be on pace for 64 games, assuming he continues his same 11 out of 14. So I'm just going to throw that out there that I said signing Martin Hansel was not a great idea.
0: I agreed with you at the time and agree with you now. So I agree. Let's high five ourselves. Woo! And then it can be like we high fived each other. Good job. Good job us. Good job, Beth. I'm also giving myself a little pat on the back.
1: So I learned a fun thing about high fives the other day. What's that? The key to having a really good high five where you make great contact and a lot of noise is to aim for the other person's elbow. Hmm. I recommend everybody on the podcast do that with a friend.
0: I'm going to make Mary come out here in a minute. (laughs) Excuse me. We have to practice high fiving. (laughs) It's for the podcast.
1: It's super it important.
0: for the podcast
1: and my own betterment as a high-fiver. Um, I did want to talk about one good, one thing I am happy about with the stars right now, though. Uh, the most recent call-up was my boy Jason Dickinson. Yeah! Um, I mean, I'm sorry he Who... had to play in that trash fire of a game, but... Yeah. I, I... did
0: not realize until recently that he looks like the um, male Scott Writer from Mass Effect Andromeda.
1: Oh, I didn't know who that was. That was that was lost on me.
0: Mass Effect Andromeda, which nobody played because everybody hated it, which is fine. I completely understand. <laughs> it was kind of a crap game, but I still enjoyed it.
1: I mean, it's Mass Effect.
0: I mean, yeah, like as long as I get to run around space places shooting giant guns at aliens, like pff, all right. Sign me up, bro.
1: Yeah, Jason Dickinson had a really rough outing uh, against Winnipeg.
0: (laughs) They all had a rough outing against Winnipeg. Like, I turned it on. I was supposed to recap last night because we were going to podcast, and I was like, oh, I'll be ready when when we do it early. And then my computer obviously wasn't cooperating, which it's still not cooperating because it's now still on 9% working on updates. But, um... I, uh, oh, what was it talking about before I started doing that? Oh, Winnipeg. I turned it on and it was, the, the score was 3-1, and it was only the first period, and I was like, this is not going to be a good game. And lo and behold, it wasn't a good game. <laughs> and I was, and as I started watching it, I was like, I can see why it is. Three one at the first intermission.
1: It's very obvious. So
0: what happened to my team?
1: <laughs> so Thursdays are like family dinner night for us, since I actually live near family now. And uh, so you I should
0: neg- you should move that to Wednesdays.
1: Uh, Thursdays works better. I do. <laughs> Thursdays work better for my other for the other people in the family.
0: Listen, we <laughs> need to we need to start coordinating some fucking nights for podcasting because. You have Tuesday and Thursday, I do every Wednesday, so, like, this is not clearly going to be conducive to podcasting in the long term.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's all I'm saying. Maybe we should move to, like, a Sunday night podcast.
0: Oh, I could probably do that. I don't have a lot of shit going on on Sundays. I don't either. Except for the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I'm holding a dinner party with friends of yours, who are now my friends, because you left us.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you are able to adopt them, so that they can have friends still. Yeah. Uh. I I
0: know. (laughs) Listen, it's been weird, because a Ravenclaw took over, a Hufflepuff's friends, and honestly, this has been a rough transition for all of us. (laughs) Like, it's been weird. Like... As you might imagine.
1: I'm sorry, just like bake something. Are <laughs> who are you talking to? Did
0: you just tell me to bake something? What I'm actually gonna do is ask Mary to bake something and then I'll take all the credit. Are we sure? Mary just laughed indignantly.
1: <laughs> no, like no, be no, anybody gonna...
0: believe that. I'm i I'm basically a claw. <laughs> <Like, laughs> That's what I decided after I took the test four times to become a Ravenclaw. (laughs) I'm not
1: leaving until I'm a Ravenclaw.
0: I am not leaving.
1: Well, you know,
0: the thing is, it bothers me that the sorting hat on the website doesn't take, like, doesn't ask you what you want to be Mm -hmm. at any point. Like, because her whole thing is, it's our choices, except that, like, her friggin' test just shunts you into whatever fucking, like, weird question you answered. I don't know. I don't like the sorting hat sorting quiz thing.
1: I made my I think it's stupid. I made my nephew take it, and like, then he made like his mom take it, and then he made my aunt, my aunt Tasha take it, and everybody. So everybody in that whole family took the 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 test, and they're all Gryffindors. I can't believe I'm related to so many Gryffindors. Like that's weird to me. Like I mean,
0: like, I bet I'm related to a ton of Gryffindors.
1: Eh, probably.
0: You know my family.
1: I do. (laughs) Okay. So we do have a couple other things to talk about as far as, like, the general hockey shenanigans are concerned. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, So one of the main things that happened this past week is there was a um, article out on ESPN, and I apologize because I totally didn't prepare for the podcast very well, uh, and I'm looking for it now, but the article was basically about how uh, non-native English speakers try to integrate into the locker room and stuff like that. And there were a couple quotes in there. And one of them, of course, was from Tyler Sagan because he's like a famous person. And it was awful. It was actually a really bad quote. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got it up. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Cause I can't find it.
0: So Tyler Sagan said, guys always talk in different languages, Sometimes you just put your foot down. We're in North America. We're not going to have a team of cliques.
1: Cliques, Yeah, basically.
0: Cliqueuse?
1: Cliqueuse. I mean, my thing about it is, like, there's a lot of people who were saying, like, oh, well, he's really talking about, like, in, on, uh, on ice, like, when they need to communicate or, like, in, like, group activities and stuff like that. And I'm like, and if that's what he meant, then that's what he should say
0: yeah i and, and i it's... don't i don't believe that he meant exactly how this came across but i 100 percent agree that this is not what he should have said and i at the at the best i think like like you and i had that conversation and I, I agree that at best he's being incredibly latently ethnocentric and creepy
1: Hmm. and what really like pings me about that quote is he's basically appropriating a very common racist code phrase which is
0: we're american, in north america
1: american speak american type stuff yeah and like yeah and that's literally just like that said to people of color all the time especially like people who who didn't grow up in america like and I mean, there's so many people or out. even
0: people that did grow up in America yeah, like true there are
1: plenty of people in
0: many different areas that grew up speaking a different language because that was what was spoken at home and mm-hmm. then had to learn English and when they got to school mm-hmm. so I mean that's that's still a thing that happens even if you were born here but i it's we don't have a national language. It's fucking stupid to say we're in North America. You have to speak North American, (laughs) which what? Um, So like, it, it absolutely. I would also like to point
1: out that Mexico is in North America. So like,
0: like, it works on no level.
1: Dear Tyler Sagan, now you all have to learn Spanish. It works on no level. Good luck. And, like, Tyler went to Switzerland when the, during the lockout. Like, what, did he speak French solely then? Did he speak German? Like, I don't know which one they spoke more of. But you know what I mean? Like, I guarantee... He, he didn't play... You know, he didn't... He, he spoke English. I guarantee you that man spoke English. For the most part in Switzerland. Did you know that there are four official languages in Switzerland? I did know that. I did not. Uh, it's French, German, Italian, and...
0: Good luck if you
1: know this last one. Does it start with a W? It does not. Start with an F?
0: Nope.
1: It's like a very specific region of Switzerland.
0: It so is.
1: I don't know it. Romance. Ah, uh, yeah. I kept thinking of, um, the Belgian one. Flemish. It is
0: a Romance language spoken predominantly in the southeastern Swiss canton of Grisons. Where it has official status alongside German and Italian. Wait, I did not realize that Switzerland did not have its. I mean, like, I hesitate to use the word "its own," but like, there's no Switzerland language. These four, <laughs> no one's <speak> other Swishes. Swishes. <laughs> I mean, well, so I don't even know what. Yeah, no, there's just that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I did
1: not know. Yeah. So, like. I don't know like i mean just it's so tone deaf on every level it used coded racist language and 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 the other thing that really struck me about it is like what a great way to bond with a teammate who doesn't speak your language is like to talk to him about his language and to try and learn things from him and
0: it makes me wonder how tyler got along with val natushkin who spoke
1: very little english Mm -hmm. like val had to have an interpreter
0: yes he did And that's one thing I will say, like, in this article, it also talks about the fact that, like, some teams won't have interpreters specifically to force their players to learn English, which I think is a super shitty thing to do, personally. Yep. Um, Straight up. And, like, I know that some, like, I don't, I know that Val had an interpreter there for hockey. I don't know that anybody was taking care of him off the ice. I know, like, his first year there, Gonch was also there, so, like... uh, got traded. uh, He was there for the entire year. He didn't get traded until the next year. He got traded in November of the next year. Okay. So, he was there for, for Val's entire first year, which was great probably then, but also probably because he had Gonch there, like, I don't know how much Val was doing to try to figure out how to navigate america on his own without gonch there you know what i mean like and I i'm not sure how much thing, he prepared
1: himself yeah well and the other thing he was 18 yeah his first he year he was 18 he was 18 yeah. 19 yeah and he was a baby so then basically once gonch got traded he was a 19 year old russian who had been in the states for a year and hadn't re- learned english in back in russia
0: Mm-hmm. and yeah. then was then was stuck <laughs> <laughs> like anytime he was not playing hockey and i mean like the interpreter was only there for practices as far as i know he wasn't like he was on the ice for the or on the bench for the games
1: yeah but like at the same time like then like can with an with an attitude like put your foot down like do you yeah do you think like he would even want to speak english at that point like that's the other thing is that like i get really really like embarrassed about my awful french and awful swedish like i don't i'm really bad about forcing myself to speak those languages because i'm so embarrassed and my own lack of fluency
0: i took four years of german and i'm pretty not bad at it but i went to germany and even when i had my friend coaching me on what to say i would try to speak to people and would like End up doing half German and half English, like mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Sometimes the mistakes that I would make. So, like, yeah, I cannot imagine not having somebody coach me and all of that, and like trying to trying to do this all myself. And especially given the fact that, like, there's literally no comparison to the American, I mean, English alphabet and the Russian alphabet. Like, it's None. a completely different alphabet. So it's not even like you can muddle your way through like pronunciations that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it's... absolutely oh God, it makes me, makes me so furious. Uh, because now, like, I think that everybody on the team now has another person on the team that speaks the same language they do.
1: Um, but for a while there, Val was the only Russian. Rajulov is still the only Russian, but he speaks pretty good English. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, I forgot about... Well, I forgot that Rajulov Well, first of all, I forgot Radilov was Russian. Second of, all, second of all, I forgot he was on the team because he's only been here for a little time. But, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, Raj, you to speak pretty good English. And Roussel is the only Frenchman, but it's not like there aren't any other French Canadians or anything.
0: Also, he speaks really good English, also too. Also, he speaks
1: really good English. So, like, I don't know. I mean, this is just super tone-deaf in so many ways and really struck me the wrong way. I do think, like... I don't think he meant it to be as racist as it sounds no and, but, but it, at the, the same time privileged white i've never had to look at my own opinions kind of a thing. exactly and i'm so fucking over it and i'm so fucking over people making excuses for it like yeah. I, tyler sagan's not 18 anymore like no okay. he's
0: mid 20s now
1: it's it's like one thing to be dumb when you're young and it's an entirely different thing to be dumb when you've uh, been in the same industry for eight years
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you—he should have met enough people and under Like, he should have some goddamn compassion, and he's Although... old enough to to put himself in other people's shoes.
0: Somebody was pointing out to me things that. Hang on, let me find. I, it actually, I'm, it's going to take me too long to find this. But somebody was pointing out to me an attitude that um, Chara had about speaking English, at, English in the locker room, and kind of like and Chara's not obviously from america or mm-hmm. canada um but he's apparently
1: slovenian slovakian i think he's i think he's slovenian
0: i'm i'm googling
1: so am i slovakia
0: uh, slovakian i was like i don't think it's slovenian but i don't know so i'm not going to say anything <laughs> um somebody was pointing out to me like basically what chara had said and that that like, that was tyler Sagan's kind of introduction to having foreign teammates. Uh, Not that he didn't when he was in junior. I mean, I don't know, but
1: We can assume that there was probably at least a couple people. We can assume there was probably at least
0: a couple, but I don't know if I'm going to find this.
1: No, I I mean, I don't know if you can find it, but I remember seeing the same quote you are, and like, again, and that's why I'm saying, like, do I think Tyler Sagan is on purpose being a dick about speaking english? No. Okay, here we go. I found it. In a group of
0: many languages, chara insists that only english be spoken in group settings. It's fine for Swedish forwards Louis Eriksson and Carl Soderberg to chat privately for a moment in their native tongue, or for Chara and David Krejci to speak in Czech briefly during an on-ice drill, but otherwise it's english. Boston accent optional. If it's, like, say, six or seven guys, even at a team dinner or something, Tara explained, everyone's got to be included. We all speak English there, so everyone understands. No one feels left out. So that was... I don't exactly know when that was from. And I'm not trying... I am not pointing this out to excuse Sagan at all. That is... I mean, it's very possible Sagan is just an asshole. But I'm just... I just wanted to, like, throw that out there as, like, this was what... Tyler Sagan had as a captain when he first got into the NHL so that also might be coloring some of his what he's saying now but I I can't say for sure because he didn't bring Chara up at all so who knows maybe he's just an asshole I don't know
1: Well, and, 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 okay, and I totally, totally agree that, like, he probably isn't trying to be an asshole, but Mm -hmm. that's not the point. The point is that he's being an asshole, you know what I mean? absolutely. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's so many people who are like, well, why wouldn't they learn English? They're living in America. Like, and I get, like, it's not about the learning English, because obviously I do think they probably would be beneficial for them if they did learn English, especially if you're living here full time
0: i know just to get around the grocery store like i mean exactly or order food or whatever it gets like there's so many things that would be at least to have some basic understanding of how to navigate
1: right and so i have like no objection to the idea that it's probably a good idea to learn english i do have an objection to being a dick about it and that was a very dick about it statement
0: and insisting that you have to put your foot down and everybody should speak American or North American or whatever. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I, we're
1: on the same page with this one, I think.
0: Like, I, I don't think either one of us...
1: Now, that said, the more upsetting thing that has happened to me in Hockey is Horrible week, um, and everything has pissed me off this week. Like, Honka got sought down, Tyler Sagan's being a dick, uh, the Stars are being terrible, and then... Alexander Ovechkin comes out with his uh, Instagram post about how he's on Team Putin and he's going to create Team Putin so that everybody can show their loyalty to the Russian president.
0: Gross.
1: I didn't know that that was a thing.
0: So when I saw Team Putin, I was like, what the fuck is that? I don't follow
1: Ovechkin on Instagram. Well, I don't either, but I saw it on on Twitter. People had reposted it.
0: Okay, so this week I got...
1: I don't know if you noticed
0: that I wasn't on Twitter as much as I usually am. I got eaten alive by a project at work. So literally every day this week for eight hours, I've been working on one fucking thing.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I have. We've been really busy at work, too. So it's like, like tomorrow I even have to do work. Like we're doing a photo shoot for our campaign for Christmas. And like last weekend I had to go do an event. And like, I, so it's it's been really, really busy around everywhere i guess not but... me man tomorrow i'm going to see thor oh i'm so jealous i'm so jealous it sounds so good but yeah so th- the thing about ovi and putin is it's so complicated like on one hand putin has a well-earned reputation for murdering people who speak out against him yes he does <laughs> yes but yes, on the he does. other hand ovechkin has not ever, and and he actually says this in the Instagram post in a translation, has never hidden his support for Vladimir Putin. (laughs) And he may genuinely think the man is a good president. And he's rich and he's white and he's famous and he's a hockey player, which, as we all know, Putin thinks is, like, the ultimate symbol of masculinity. I'm
0: sorry, is it not?
1: I mean, it's pretty close. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, I just thought it was. So,
1: <laughs> he may be right about this one thing, okay? Like Putin may be right about this one thing. Um, but the and that makes him like the very very attractive to this this political figure in Russia who is big into those things like this vi- this vision of himself as, like, the ultimate, right? And because Avechkin is those things, he is more able to insulate himself, or you would think he'd be more able to insu- insulate himself from the consequences of turning down opportunities like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things there's like, do you think the U.S. would turn him away if he asked for, like, political asylum? Because he's like, no, I refuse to endorse P- Putin's campaigns and now i'm afraid for my life type thing like no i don't think that would especially given that he already has a job in the u.s you know what i mean like yeah he's very clearly productive here and paying taxes here already like so i feel like there's there's a lot of people who are trying to absolve him of responsibility because you know he might be Alexander Ovechkin. well but i mean there may be some coercion there he may be like afraid of the repercussions But at the same time, don't you have to stand up to things at some point? You don't have to be as willing as that. Right. Right. And I don't know. So, I mean, it's super, super complicated. Because you don't, you don't know this backstory. But at the same time, you do know the consequences. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really upsetting but there was a great thread and i relinked it the other day when um this whole thing came out about the role of hockey and propaganda in russia and um uh, i'll link it again uh when i post the podcast which may be going up quite late because i do have to do this thing tomorrow um
0: boo i, I
1: know i'm sorry guys we love you we promise
0: oh i do i don't know who does
1: <laughs> fucking podcast listeners but uh yeah i I mean it's just it's a really really complicated situation but the one thing i did appreciate about this whole thing is that like no one is ever allowed to say sports aren't political again no ever No. Like, you have somebody, like, openly... People
0: have not been allowed to say that for quite some time. It's just that they didn't realize they weren't allowed
1: to say it. (laughs) Right. Because they should never have been saying it. But at the same time, like, if you say it to me ever again, I'm just, like, gonna straight up, like, copy-paste that Instagram photo on their feed. Like, and just leave, drop the... Like, mic drop, Alexander Ovechkin is full-on forming Team Putin. So, like... Go find a new home. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Ugh. So do we want to talk about reader questions? I mean, I guess. I didn't actually arrange these in any sort of order. This is going to be interesting, then. It is. I, no, it's a lie. I put the fun one last.
0: Okay. Uh So Andrew LA asks, what's wrong with Devin Shore this season? Is it line mates? And then Hansel for Shipachov straight up.
1: Oh my god, that's one thing we didn't even talk about in the shenanigans section is this whole Vadim-Shipyachov situation from... And I'm n- 90% sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, I have no idea how you say his name, sorry. Same. So... Uh... In case you weren't following along... Shipyachov? Maybe? It, no, it's it's definitely an ov. I think it's like... Shipyachov. Shipyachov. There's a Y in there somewhere. But I just didn't... It, I just copied, Oh, okay, I, so, I don't...
0: I did not see a why
1: in that word. No, no, no. I copied and pasted, so it's <sighs> gotcha. Um so in case you haven't been following along, Vadim Shipuchev was the Golden Knights first free agent signing ever. Like well, okay, they had that Duke Reed, I think his name is. Um but he's in junior still. But uh Shipuchov was on the best line, the center of the best line in the KHL last season and they won the cup so they were the best team <laughs> and um, with his points translation factor going from KHL to NHL I think it was something like he was projected to be about 60 points this year holy um, but he's never played in the NHL before so when he signed that made him waiver eligible waiver exempt and as you probably know from back in June, the Golden Knights drafted a fuck ton of defensemen.
0: Yes, I and, did notice that,
1: and didn't trade any of them.
0: I also noticed that.
1: So much like the Dallas Stars, who had nine defensemen to start the season, they had nine defensemen to start the season.
0: That sounds like a poor choice on their part.
1: So to avoid losing any band waivers, they sent down Shea Theodore, who was waiver exempt, but they had actually like specifically wanted to play on their team. And Vadim Shipyachov, who is 30 and has paid his dues, but is waiver exempt. So that's why Shipyachov wasn't even playing in the Golden Knights' very first game, even though he had been a major coup free agent signing. I mean, the man got signed for $4.5 million. Like, we're not talking about, like, some rookie nobody out of the KHL
0: chump change
1: right so anyway so he came back up finally about it played three games and then got sent down again and now he's refused to to report to the chicago wolves which is their ahl team and the two sides have agreed to mutually terminate his contract so that he can go back to the khl
0: how expensive was that experiment there Because it seems like it would have been pretty expensive.
1: And the thing about it is, is, like, he had good relative numbers, and, I mean, his Raws were a little rough, but the Vegas wasn't playing well when he was on the team. And the one goal he scored in his his three games put him something like fourth on the team in five-on-five scoring rates, and it's like, the man has an ability to score. That's amazing. And you kind of need that over the long term. It's like, and he's a center, and he has plenty of experience, and playoff experience, and it's like, okay guys, do your thing, whatever you want to do. So yes, I'd con- that, Hansel for ship Utah
0: straight up. Totally, I would do it. Yeah, I don't even know why that's a question, Andrew. That's just silly.
1: I mean, it's not silly. It's, it is, it is, that doesn't need to be a question. It's just a thing. Yes. As for Devin Shore, is it his line mate's? I think it actually might be more that he got shifted to wing. I feel like it might be that.
0: That seems legit.
1: Because he played most of last season on the center. And he did play on the wing a little bit at the end of the year. But mostly he played center last year. And he's a natural center. So I feel like he might do better if he gets shifted back to center. We'll see. I, I mean, it's not unusual for rookies to have a really good rookie year and then step back the next season
0: that they don't call it the sophomore slip for nothing
1: right so i mean i think shore is a good player i think he'll bounce back um it could be line mates it's not like the bottom six has been particularly good this year (laughs) um so we'll see we'll see okay so julia asks i assume you'll cover the locker room english thing and the team whistler trip so maybe just explain why, whenever I watch the stars, they lose.
0: Um, uh, I mean, you we didn't cover the Whistler trip, but...
1: Would you like to cover the Whistler trip?
0: Honestly, because I was so busy, didn't follow a lot of it. I just know that, like, they went to Whistler. That's really all I know.
1: I mean, that's all that we were really given. It was for team bonding. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, um, Tom Gallardi always has everybody over to his house in Vancouver for dinner
0: Every time they go
1: to Vancouver. mm -hmm. So that was definitely kind of, like, the thing that happened. Um. And,
0: like, Jamie went back to his old um, arena when he was playing with Kelowna. And, like, his picture has been painted on the wall of the gym, which I just think is the most adorable thing.
1: That is really cute.
0: (laughs) There's a picture of him standing underneath it. I was just like, if I were his mother, I could not be more proud (laughs) than I was (laughs) when I watched him stand there. I was just like... That's my boy, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm ridiculous. But uh, yeah, um, Julia, I just I feel like so every I feel like Julia. On one hand, you just have to accept that it really doesn't have much to do with you, unless you are the reason that their transition game sucks.
1: Uh, and if Julia, you why did team, you wave Julia's Honka?
0: You are such a jerk, Julia. <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so they lost the other night when you weren't watching, so I really just feel like you need to stop blaming yourself for this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's something we all need to learn as hockey fans. It's like, we can't blame ourselves for this. <laughs> Wash your socks. I mean,
0: why fine. don't you watch them more frequently than you might see them win? Who knows?
1: Fingers crossed. Maybe we can turn that look around.
0: Okay. So Jen asks, why can't we have nice Olympics jerseys, number one? And I think it's because they never want the US to win again.
1: I mean, to be frank, the US wasn't gonna win this time anyway. No, I don't think really the US bad. or Canada was gonna win. Almost all of them are really bad. Like yeah. I got I saw the finally got to see the, like the whole lineup and like
0: I mean, I actually do like the Canadian ones, but only the thirds, not the main one. Yeah, the red isn't great, but I like the black and red.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a little, I don't know, eighties evil.
0: It's it's bad. Like there's there's no excuse for this. They we we should not be sending Olympians in two K seventeen to a foreign country to represent our country looking like that. Yeah, it's just fucking embarrassing, <laughs> is what it is
1: it's 80s evil is what I'm telling you like they're like oh we want to look like the. we just want all the hockey teams to look like Team Iceland from D- Mighty's Duck 2 which was 90s evil but like the same thing I was about to say that's
0: not actually 80s evil but sure
1: well you know what I mean they just they just want them to look like bad guys do
0: I Carolyn do I know what you mean
1: I feel like you do maybe <laughs> uh, and I'm just really mad that they're making the US women's team wear those
0: i am too i it's just it's awful it's awful and it's ugly and there's no call for that
1: <laughs> there's no call for ugliness god what is it oh what's that great quote god don't like ugly oh yeah <laughs> accurate <laughs> accurate speaking of uh
0: okay so next question what's up with a new player for the u.s women's national team
1: and I'll tell you, I have no fucking clue. In fact Okay, oh, because I didn't
0: know what that meant to you. No, no, no.
1: I had to like literally we got this question and then I was like, what new player for the US women's team? So I looked it up, um, and now I don't actually have it pulled up because again I did not do any preparation for this podcast. Sorry. We're guys. flying by
0: the seat of our pants. It's Friday night. <laughs> Woo Woo!
1: <laughs> uh but anyway, like she's a it's another defenseman, another defender. And, um, she's, like, 18 or 19. Like, she's... Like, oh, my freaking God. Cat.
0: What the fuck was that?
1: That was my cat.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Lainey's that was terrifying. Um. Anyway, she's she's super young. I think she's a freshman, um, at Boston College? Or Boston University. One of the two. And I'm sure Boston fans will be super happy that I couldn't remember which one. Um. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And um, But she's like... So she got called up, literally. So they've already started centralization. They've been doing centralization since, like, September. And um, currently, the U.S. now has 24 people on their women's hockey roster. And you're only allowed to carry 23 into the tournament. So somebody's going to have to get cut. But what really, like, is strange to me is, like, they call her up. And if they needed another defender... Why wouldn't they reach out to Blake Bolden, who is really good and American and has played with all of these people before? And I'm just like, this is, just makes no sense to me.
0: Me neither, bud. Me neither.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know what's up with this at all. Next question. I got nothing.
0: I got nothing. Uh, why are we being punished with Alexiak?
1: Because Jim hates us? Sin. Because we are all sinners.
0: In the hands of an angry god.
1: Mm-hmm. God don't like ugly.
0: Jamie Alexiak and that beard. <laughs> Quite ugly. Uh, that was mean. I'm sorry, sort of. A little bit. Not really.
1: I mean, you should be mocked for bad facial hair. Good lord knows that we did it to Jamie Benn enough.
0: We did. Jamie Ben deserved it.
1: Uh, he really did. <laughs> Okay, uh, Karen Melissa asks. So we had this de- debate, and I'm so excited. This is a, like a question from a new podcast listener. I'm... Hey, new podcast listener! Yay. Um, so we that ha- was my welcome. <laughs> so we had this debate in Australia not too long ago, comparing the attendance numbers for games of the top two football codes, and the argument was made that one of these codes, NRL, I assume this is the kind of football that's played was just better as a TV sport whereas the other AFL I know that one was easier to take yes. in live and that contributed to the disparity. So having only watched hockey on a screen myself I'm curious to whether you think it's the sport you gain more from watching live especially from a technical grasping sense. Sorry for the long question. Don't be so, sorry for the long question. I love it. Never, never be
0: sorry for the long question. I would say that there's benefits to both Um, Because when you watch it live, unless you're watching it from a seat where you can see the whole ice pretty well and you have a good grasp of the rules already, um, I think that it's difficult without an announcer to sometimes understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially given that the puck is really small. (laughs) (laughs) And, And sometimes hard to follow. Um, And the fact that, like, you've got TV cameras that are following the action for you, so that you kind of always have an idea of where to look. mm mm-hmm. um, i Like, there's nothing really, for me, that replaces actually going to a game, just because you never will get that sense of, like, excitement or, like, the crowd getting into it or
1: or the you know, smell of the ice the
0: smell of the ice yeah the smell of
1: the ice and like, like the sounds of like yeah. the ice hitting the board like the of not the ice but like of the people hitting the boards and the yeah pop, like, cr- yeah and the, the and...
0: you know the very quiet like loud screams of actual curse words coming from the ice. <laughs> on the ice. i mean like there's the really waft nothing of the that smell like of the sweat the coming wa- up <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have sat behind benches before. That is a rancid smell. (laughs) You do not want to be that close to them. But, uh, I mean, so I think that there are benefits to both. I think for new viewers, it might be easier to watch first games, like, until you have a really good grasp of what's going on on a TV. Like, just because it kind of gives you that narration of what's going on and what you should be looking at and what's going on when a penalty is called. You know, they do the slow-mo replay of things so they can show you exactly what happened and all of that. So I think that on the on the TV, it's probably a little easier for newer fans to kind of get a grasp of what, what what's going on. But and I, I, I think... definitely
1: recommend taking in a game live. Oh, totally. I think, and I think especially if you get good commentary, like, the Dallas Stars are really, really lucky, um, to have... Oh, my gosh, I know. ...to have Razor, and Luds actually does quite a good job on color. Um, He's
0: gotten a lot better. I was, I was very not impressed with him at first, but he's gotten a lot better. But, But,
1: like, he also,
0: I don't know if it's because, (laughs) because he's just Luds. um, I get kind of annoyed with all his good old boy commentary about, like, the bruisers and like fighting and like oh that's definitely what it does for a team like fighting is so great like you yeah. see how he riled up his teammates and i'm like yeah and then they still lost five two <laughs> like, that I mean, did nothing like there was no positive effect to that fucking fight happening luds come on
1: but he does so. do a really good job of offsetting that from like when he played stories like that whole like going to mexico with pantera thing oh my god
0: yeah he does have <laughs> he just like really straight great...
1: up drops like nuggets like that in the middle of his color commentary he's like yeah you know, it's like that time i went to mexico with pantera when we had a game like three days like, later W i'm sorry what? what you did what uh... i'm gonna need to hear some more stories about this lutz exactly <laughs> Um, no, I think I think if you're a Stars fan, and I'm assuming you're a Stars fan, welcome to our podcast. Welcome! Potentially, as a Stars fan. Uh, you'll, you're really lucky to have good commentary. I think there's a couple other teams in the league, like, not that I can remember off the top of my head, obviously, that have really good commentary, and a couple of really bad commentary. <laughs> like, I really dislike mean... the Avs broadcast.
0: Oh my god, I really hate the Avs broadcast so much. I haven't really listened to a lot of them. I do kind of miss um, listening to the Chicago Blackhawks commentators. Like, mm-hmm. Doc Emmerich is great. Like, mm-hmm. I really, all you young hockey players out there. Like, yeah. Um, so, but I, I don't want to watch the Blackhawks anymore. So, but they had, they had some good, good game callers. But um, for the most part. Just watch the stars
1: yeah I mean that's that's the big recommendation the other thing actually so from a technical sense I definitely agree TV is the way to go and what actually and I've talked about this before What actually I didn't really become a hockey fan until after I watched a lot of soccer or football in your case Um, and I'm specifically Premier League um, which I know is slightly different rules and that's because the way the ball is passed and the way plays are set up, especially within transition from defensive zone to offensive zone, is very similar. Obviously, much larger scale in football with, you know, 10 players instead of just the five. um, And much larger field than the rink is. Um, But the, the way the players think and the visions and the vision of the players and the whole, like, trying to, like get to they're they're putting their passes where they think the next player is going to be that whole situation is exactly the same as what happens in hockey and so once i could really follow that play because it's so much easier to see then i could really understand how hockey was actually coming about in place or developing in hockey and so i think it's a really good idea to watch both sports um especially if you're trying to learn kind of how to follow the puck without having a camera point you at it
0: I never really watched much soccer, so I just, it's a shortcut. Is it my turn or your turn? It's oh, your it's turn my to turn. ask.
1: Um, I don't know why it says "if not" at the beginning. Oh, is she? Uh, because she asked, "Is it too late to submit a question?" And it was not too late. Oh,
0: oh, gotcha. Uh,
1: Ruth seems
0: slower, and Spetsa can't seem to score. Is it their lines, or is it Hitch's style, or something else?
1: Uh, that was from Driving Girl.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It was from Driving Girl. I did not mean to cut off your name.
1: Um, I think it is both. <laughs> it is both their line. It, Hitches Why style can't we have And both? something else. Um, from a Ruseem's slower standpoint, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that he was playing next to Sagan last year, and we all knew that was not going to be a permanent move, um, but Sagan is one of the fastest guys in the NHL and he's such an excellent passer that he can make people look faster than they are um but Bruce is still quite quite a little little speedy dogged person um even playing back down with Foxa um but he's not going to get the same kind of beautiful passes that he got from Sagan and that's going to be the big difference in his scoring
0: true that uh, is true
1: as for Spezza I just think that's going to change. I mean, he'll score. He probably won't score the same as he did. Are in the very you first sure game.
0: he's going to score?
1: He's going to score.
0: Are you sure? I'm sure. How sure are you, would you say?
1: I'm like 80% sure.
0: On a scale of one to sh- sure.
1: I'm like seashore? Seashore? <laughs> 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 I'm selling seashells by the seashore, sure. Yes, that's how sure I am. Sure, sure. I will show you the seashells. By the seashore. I'm not sure.
0: I'm so sure.
1: <laughs> um, but I also do think that Hitch's style discourages... Uh, Fun? T- discourage? That's the next question. Uh, Hitch's style discourages carrying the puck in over the blue line. And I think that's a huge mistake, especially for a team of such talented puck movers. Um, It works okay when they pass it to each other. And they are generally fast enough to recover more than your average dump and chase team. But as a rule, dump and chase works not as well as carrying the puck or passing the puck. So there's definitely... um, an issue with not being encouraged to do that, that I think is affecting everybody. And that's my not very fun answer.
0: I mean, they can't all be fun. Sometimes you just have to tell the hard truths.
1: You know. Surely. Surely you do.
0: Surely you do.
1: <laughs> okay. That sounded really Dr. Evil. It
0: really did. I didn't really mean to. I'm like, oh, sometimes it happens. <laughs>
1: Larry Joe asked, hitch, comma, the enemy of fun?
0: It's actually an
1: uh, It's actually an N dash, but we're pretending it's not, okay?
0: I know you hate the M dash. It's funny because you, you hate the M dash, but my friend Kelly, who also proofreads my work, loves the M dash. So. I know. It's funny. Little little mix of styles there. Anyway, is he the enemy of fun? I find it odd for a wizard disguised as a muggle to be the enemy of fun. But maybe he's the enemy of fun because he's still trying to hide himself? Like, if he has them have too much fun, somebody might notice. Maybe he's waiting for the, like, post-season to really unleash it? I don't know. But at this rate, they're not making the post-season, so it doesn't really matter.
1: Um, yeah i think uh, i mean i just don't get it i don't get it
0: like i'm not having any fun so i'm i'm very willing to call him the enemy of fun
1: yeah he's definitely not making this a fun season and what's so weird it like it and i feel if this is going to be the i told you so podcast like it is the i told uh
0: okay first of all this is our fucking podcast it's (laughs) always the i told you so podcast (laughs)
1: Like, I don't know if you've met either one of us, but this is definitely the I told you so podcast. We should just rename it the I told you so.
0: <laughs> I mean, welcome to the rest of your life, Carolyn. We <laughs> we, we told you so. Uh,
1: no, so I think the my, like, my main concern at the very beginning of this, like, literally when the hiring was announced was like, yes, I do think Hitch will bring a better defensive system, but can he manage to marry that with an offensive team?
0: I'm pretty sure that I not only agreed with you, but shared the same thoughts.
1: It's weird. It's almost like we talk a lot or something.
0: It's almost like we have a lot of conversations about hockey together. <laughs> I don't I don't know where that came from. Like,
1: so weird, man. Now, so Dude. you get to read the next question, but now I have to think.
0: Ah! Okay, so what is your favorite hockey story? Like something that happened to you or something you've learned about a player?
1: thanks for if asking have amanda
0: a... yes thank you for i'm really bad at reading people's names tonight thanks for asking amanda do you want me to go first sure okay so i have i mean i have a, a favorite one that i've heard and a favorite thing that happened to me we can
1: do both go for it
0: so favorite one i've heard about a player i really love scott darling's story
1: oh yes
0: I love Scott Darling's story a lot. And if you don't know Scott Darling's story, he started out playing college hockey and was a really good goaltender, like, you know, heavily scouted and all of that, and had a drinking problem and ended up I think he got cut from the team in college and it didn't end up finishing. Um and, and like fell down to where he was Playing at one point in the Southern Professional Hockey League, which not to bag on the Southern Professional Hockey League, but is basically the bottom rung of professional hockey in America. and went from from there to playing in the uh, in the NHL for the Chicago Blackhawks because he got sober and really started taking care of himself, started conditioning again, started really you know working on his game and his own life and all of that and um his first year in the NHL with the Chicago Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup
1: not only won the Stanley Cup but basically saved their ass but was instrumental
0: like in that first in that first they would not have made it out of the first round without him that year absolutely not they would not have made it out of the first round that was also the last year I was excited about the Blackhawks doing anything, and I was so mad that it., uh, I was so mad, but um, yeah, so Scott Darling's story is one of my favorite stories in hockey because that is such a it's such a good story about finding out what your own limitations are, what your own problems are working on, you know fixing them, fixing yourself, making something of your life, and then like getting a really great reward for it so, um I he's he's always been uh one of my one of the guys that I look out for that I you know kind of follow and ho- wish well for because I really I, I really like his story and I got to meet him once and got a picture with him and he was super cool so yeah that's that one do you have a story yet or do you want me to tell my personal one
1: tell your personal one I don't I don't know if I have a favorite story like I just I feel like I have taken so much hockey all the time that I'm just, like, it's hard at moments like these to, like, sift through it and be like, oh, this is exceptional. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> yeah, no, sure. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily, like, it's an exceptional story. It's just one no, that, like... No, no, I know, but
1: you mean, like... Rings with you. Right, that's my point. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, sometimes it's so hard for me to process everything that I'm learning at all the time, sure. you know what I mean? Sure.
0: Uh, I mean, so I don't really have, like, one particular, like favorite one thing that happened but um my uh my my really good friend monica down in san antonio she has season tickets to the rampage and um this was a couple of seasons ago because it was the season that devin dubnik had been cut from the oilers and ended up like like bouncing down around in the ahl for the like the second half of that season Mm -hmm. and um He, at the time, was playing with the Hamilton Bulldogs, and they were coming into town, and because it's the AHL, they max out every opportunity to play as many games as possible. So we went to four games in a row that week. We saw them twice in San Antonio and twice in Austin, and um, we made signs because she really loved – Christian Thomas and I really love Devin Dubnik and I also made a sign for Nathan Beaulieu because that was before I realized what an A-hole he was so we made all these signs we took them to every game there was one game that Devin Dubnik was scratched and there's no no box for visiting players in, in Austin so I went up to the balcony and met him and got a picture with him and just you know said I really hoped he got to play the next night so I could see him and all that kind of stuff and um and then that was also the week that I had I had gotten the, um, that we went up to D- to Dallas and saw the Dallas Stars play, and that was also the week of the um, oh their first like um, how what is it like Veterans game or whatever where they had the oh vets yeah, game. yeah 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 and then like there were kids that year that were also playing and then Jamie and Tyler and so we play- we watched the game. Game, and then we stayed for that. And then we also went to practice either before or after. I can't remember which. And that was the weekend that I got my um, Canada jersey signed. So that two-week period was, like, basically my best time in hockey. <laughs> because everything that I wanted to have happen, happened that, that two-week period.
1: I finally remembered my favorite story. And this is more of a personal story. But um, I got to see Jamie, Jamie Ben's Art Ross game yeah yeah and the thing about it is is like I was debating back and forth because it was the last game of the season and I wasn't really working and so I was like "Ugh, I really shouldn't spend the money but like uh Mary uh Maren's roommate she was like well I'm not my roommate at the time yeah not the roommate at the time but she was like I'd go if you'd go and like I was like I shouldn't spend the money but then she found seats for like 40 dollars and I was like you know what like I don't go often to hockey, so, you know what, I'm just going to do it. It's the last game of the season. It's not like I'm going to be spending any more money on hockey tickets for several months anyway. And how
0: often are you going to get to see somebody potentially win an Art Roth medal?
1: Well, but he was so far out of it at that time that, like, I never thought he would. Um, well,
0: someone doesn't believe in their hockey player, do they?
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, he wasn't so far out of it, but it was definitely, like, a, a long shot still at the time. Like, I think he was, like, two points behind, so he would have had to have a three-point game anyway um, to win. And uh, so we're sitting, actually, we ended up sitting up in the balcony, literally next to the uh, Fids Kids kid. so it was really hard not to like you know keep my language uh nice and and family friendly and um but I mean it was so crazy watching that game and like when he got that fourth point when that goal was scored like I mean I just remembered like we were high up in the balcony and like my knees were buckling because we were all standing everybody was standing and like my knees are buckling, and I'm, like, trying not to fall, and I'm, like, laughing and crying at the same time, and, like, I will, I don't know if I'll ever feel that same, same kind of elation <laughs> again, and it was so, it was such, it was very emotional, and it was so fun, and it was one of those things where it's, like, I don't know, it, it was a crazy, crazy experience.
0: Not gonna lie, I'm super jealous that you got to experience that, because I was at a wedding and... <laughs> That's right. She I knew had invited to... her. <laughs> it's I not like we didn't want the... Maren to come. I sat in the corner of that, of that, like, tent where the wedding was held and, like, cried because he had won the art roth and I wasn't there. I was so
1: mad. <laughs> you know what my second favorite hockey memory is? What's that? Meeting you and starting this podcast. Ah. Yeah, I I will never forget driving back from
0: Dallas that time when you <laughs> threw up for three and a half hours. <laughs> and then we got back and recorded our first podcast. Twice. And you didn't record the second half of it.
1: In my defense, that was, my defense, was very much the first time again. I'd ever tried recording
0: anything. Oh, my God. I was so mad.
1: I know. <laughs> I know.
0: Oh, that was funny, though. Oh, remember that time I met Rich Peverly? At I do the... remember that. Oh, I was so nervous. I was like, can I get your picture? <laughs> <laughs> he had to ask me what my name was. <laughs> I was just like, it's his.
1: Hello. <laughs> it was a lot. Anyway, the hockey's great and also terrible at the same time. Like so many things. Like so many things. To be honest. Like overeating. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it always seems like such a good idea
0: at the time, and it never fucking is. It
1: never is.
0: is. <laughs> it makes me angry how not a good idea it is.
1: <laughs> like hockey.
0: What an asshole.
1: <laughs> anyway, this is all we have for you tonight. It's long enough podcast as is. Thank
0: goodness, it. and you're welcome.
1: <laughs> I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity.
0: I'm Erin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish.
1: And you can find our official Twitter at hockey, And you can find our email at hockey at gmail.com.
0: You can find our Tumblr at com, and our official blog at com.
1: And if you like the podcast, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. on Feel our free at any time. Or whatever thing you listen to podcasts on. Anyway, that's all we have for you tonight. Bye!
0: Bye.